Welcome to another edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by OSU beat writer Kelly Hines and uh, an assortment of cats to be announced later. We don't so, know who's going to pop up. It's a mystery to all of us. Uh, we don't know. So we'll see. We, we just kicked it off. We'll see who, uh, who appears. So uh, I thought we could maybe do a couple of position breakdowns today, Kelly. I was reading your uh, Sunday copy, which will be our 2022 college preview on all the schools. I was kind of reading your position breakdowns. Uh, running back was one of the positions that kind of stuck out to me. Seems like they're kind of set with Dominique Richardson, but you know, a lot of schools, including Mike Gundy, like to platoon at running back now. What's going on behind Dominique Richardson? Yeah, I definitely feel like that's one of those positions that you need to have multiple guys like ready to go just because you know that, you know, especially running backs are going to get banged up as the season um, goes on. But definitely, I feel like going into the season, Dominique Richardson is the guy and he's a, he's someone who's waited his turn. Um, I'm sure it was really difficult for him last year to see someone like Jalen Warren pop in and, and then, you know, have a really great season and um, Dominique said he's, he learned a lot from the guys who have come before him that he's, you know, had to had to wait behind to get his turn. He definitely seems very ready to take on that role, um, really relishes being a leader um, among the running backs and definitely has capability that he's shown. It's just, you know, you have to have a lot of durability to be a Big 12 running back. And I think um, just his ability to stay healthy and, you um, you know, just go through all of uh, the ups and downs of a season. Um, I think that that's going to be a huge part of OSU's offense. Um, I definitely feel like he is going to, we're going to see a lot of him early in the season and he's going to have a chance to really establish himself. But then, you know, from there, it's it's one of those positions that there's just, there's not as much depth um, that has been established from, from last year. Um, three of your top four running backs are gone. So, Behind him, you have some other options. So, um, you know, Ollie Gordon is a freshman who doesn't look like a freshman. Um, how he plays, you know, I don't know if we'll, we probably won't see him early in this season. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who, who went through um, the spring um, along with, you know, CJ Brown. Those are two, two freshmen who um, obviously that's huge when you can have, have your freshmen go through the spring um, as early enrollees. You know, I, I think it'll probably be later in the season when we see them. Um, DeAndre Jackson is a transfer from Texas A&M. I know they're really high on him. I would definitely think that he's going to be in the rotation. Then you have some other returners. Um, Zach Middleton, who obviously we know from Bishop Kelly, um, he's had a little bit of an injury and he's still dealing with that to some extent. So I don't know what his availability is going to be early in the year. Definitely think that he will have some chances to be in the rotation. And then um, Jaden Nixon, who um, is a redshirt freshman, and he he had he scored a touchdown last year in a game. So, um, you know, I think with those guys, they're going to have to, you know, figure out what that looks like. But I definitely feel like with Dominique Richardson, you know, having that opportunity to um, really get into the flow of things as like an every down type back. Um, obviously, they'll, they'll do some rotating, but um, see what he can do, how durable he's going to be. Um, I, I think everyone is very um, excited to see, you know, what that looks like for him. I know it's different now than in years past where you could kind of watch practice and maybe get a sense of some things. But you mentioned um, C.J. Brown, a Beggs graduate, put up monster stats at Beggs last year. Uh, you know, and obviously it's kind of behind Dominique Richardson, like you just detailed. It's kind of a kind of a crowded backfield. Um, 
Do you see him getting much playing time this season as a freshman, or is it just we're just going to have to wait and see? I think it's some wait and see. I think he he is probably going to be a redshirt candidate because that's you know really what you want with your freshman. I think if Ollie Gordon you know played, that might be because he just brings something different to the table because he's a totally different body type from the others. Um, so I think that he would, Ollie would maybe have the edge on, on, you know, playing more this season of the two freshmen, um, because he is just a different type of running back. So I know that they're very high on CJ and I definitely feel like he has a very high ceiling for his career. It's just like, if you're able to redshirt someone, if you don't need them, um, I, I think that's what they're going to try to do. It is kind of hard to know when, you know, you, you don't have, um, you know, you don't see practice, so you don't really see how far players were coming along, but I definitely feel like going through the spring that gave him a huge advantage to um, to probably get to the point of, okay, do we want to play this guy or not? To even have that um, as a thought, I think that that's probably a good position for him to be in. And, you know, since they can play in up to four games without using that red shirt um, for, for guys at skill positions, really at any position, but someone like that playing late in the season, that's really going to um, give the coaches um, a look at what can th what they can expect for him, you know, starting next year. Now, what, explain to me what is Ollie's running style slash body type? He is, he just doesn't look like a running back and he doesn't look like a freshman running back. Um, let me look at, I don't know what he's, what he's listed at, but he's he's got size to him that is different from what everybody else has. Um, like he's like 6'1 to 11 is what he's listed at. So for a freshman running, that's that's pretty good size. Um, so, you know, I think when you see him, he looks more like 6'2", 220. And you're like, that's a big running back. So um, I think that that alone, you know, gives him um, the chance to to play early in his career um, just because he's going to be different from, from the other running backs on the roster. Yeah. So he's going to have the ability to run guys over, basically. Yeah, sure. Be fun to watch. All right, let's switch over and talk about defensive line for a second. Um, you mentioned last week uh, how incredibly deep this line is. It'll be fun to see how they rotate and kind of emerges. Uh, but Colin Oliver, I mean, he's he's had a he's a big time guy, right? What kind of what's this guy's ceiling? How can you explain to me how good is he? Because he's really really good, right? Man, I, I don't think anybody expected for him to have the sort of season that he did last year. And for someone to come on strong like that, it's it, I think it's always, um, you're always wondering, okay, what's that next step for him? Um, he's he's kind of been able to transform his body. And, and you look at what he's able to do before doing that, and you're like, yikes, like what, what is this guy going to be able to do now? I mean, his, his season that he had, um, you know, as a true freshman to, to lead the Big 12 in sacks, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. So, you know, um, I don't think that people thought that he would have like as much of an impact early on in his career because of all of the talent across the defensive line. So for him to be able to break into that, obviously there were some injuries and, and other things that allowed for that. But um, I think everyone was so impressed with what he did as a freshman. It's like, what, how did it, I think sometimes it's hard to follow up on that, but I definitely feel like he's going to follow up on that. Um, he's going to be such a central figure and, and what, um, what OSU is going to do on defense and um, really across the defensive line, they just have guys they they um, really can count on and have have shown that they can do it. Even someone like Trace Ford, who has, you know, obviously had um, a terrible misfortune to have back-to-back -back knee injuries um, and didn't get to play last year. I mean, that's a guy who's done good things in his career and, and is really primed to do that again this year. So when you when you just go down the list of 
Um, I mean, Colin Oliver, Tyler Lacey. I mean, are you kidding me? Like Brock Martin, obviously, um, is like the most veteran guy on the defense. Those are guys who have done such good things during their careers, are really great leaders, really well-respected throughout the team. And they go out there on the field and they, they get it done. Um, and then you start factoring all the other guys who we don't even, I mean, man, there, there's just a lot of talent on, on the defensive line. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I mentioned before, it's, it's um, kind of staggering when you look at it because there are guys even like backups, like, I mean, um, you know, we could talk about Xavier Ross and Aiden Kelly and Colin Clay. I mean, you could just literally go down the list and that is, and I didn't even mention Brandon Evers who has done a lot of really good things in his career and, and is really impressive. So, um, you know, I think we think of that defensive line as being those ends who are so dominant, but they have that talent on the interior too. And um, the backups even, like they're all at a very high level and they're very well coached with Greg Richmond, um, you know, leading that group. I just feel like that is, um, you know, you can talk all day about, you know, question marks at other positions on the, on, on the defensive side. But when you have a defensive line like that, like, I feel like that's, a, you're set up to do really good things. And that's why um, OSU's defense was so successful last year, especially when you have someone like Malcolm Rodriguez there in, in the middle, that really helps. But they don't need to be able to replace someone like Malcolm. They just need all of those other pieces to work well together. And you have a very dominant defensive line. So even if you have injuries and different things that come up, you're still in a really good position because of the overwhelming amount of talent that you have there. So Kelly, I've always been fascinated with, with Aiden Kelly. He was a four-star recruit coming out of Thomas, very small class A or B school, uh, defensive alignment. You didn't mention to mention him just now, um, but he was, he registered last year. What, what, what might we expect from him this year? I definitely feel like he has a chance to be in the rotation. It's just, they're so, um, deep at that position group it's it other other than like someone like Colin Oliver or you know the the veterans it's hard to really like hone in on one person so you don't really know how much they're going to play I mean I think it really just depends on you know what because you know I didn't cover this team um last year so I don't know how much rotating they do um if they bring in certain guys for certain packages um that's what Tulsa did a lot um they had like a third down package and they bring in certain guys who they felt like could be really disruptive in, in certain situations um, Aiden Kelly is a guy who um, I know more about him off the field than, than you know, really what I've, I've been able to pick up as, in terms of like, you know, what they're expecting for him on the field. He's just a really intriguing person. He, um, you know, obviously coming from a small town, but, um, you know, wants to be a, um, an auctioneer. Like he's an aspiring auctioneer, which is not a thing that you hear of a lot, but um, he's just, you know, kind of a country boy and, um, yeah obviously has great size and ability. And I don't know if, if this could be a breakout year for him just because of all of the, the depth, you know, at his position, but I definitely feel like he's going to be on the field and we'll have a chance to do some things. So it's, it's kind of hard to see, you know, foresee what that looks like for this year. I definitely feel like um, as he gets deeper into his career, um, he will have a lot of opportunities. So he wants to be an auctioneer. That that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, and um, there was like a, there was a um, like a charity auction um, that OSU put on that he was the auctioneer for, um, and I heard that it went really well. Um, it's kind of an interesting um, ability that probably doesn't come up very often, but um, kind of cool. Like 
I would never be able to do that. Do you think you could be a good auctioneer? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I just, um, it just reminds me of um, the episode of The Office when um, they're trying to um, raise some money for something and um, Michael Scott is trying to be the auctioneer and he's just like um, not at all doing it correct. And he also um, said that he would have a um, I think it was Bruce Springsteen tickets, like front row. And that was like yes. a complete lie and he never had them. And everyone was like, let's, let's get you those tickets. And he's like, oh, I can't find that. And it's like the whole thing. So anytime I think of like an auctioneer, I think of people doing it really poorly. But I'm guessing Aiden Kelly like is, is actually a legitimate auctioneer. Probably a little better than Michael Scott at it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, all right. So let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yorman, Yormark, let me say that right. It is a tricky name to, yeah. every time I go to type it, I almost always type Yorkmark, and then, I, and then I just fix it. I can't make my fingers type those letters correctly. Well, let's start with you typing at all with those nails. I find that impressive. Oh, Do you want to show the nails? Yeah, show the nails. It's a skill. Some people are auctioneers. Some people type with long nails. Like we all have our thing. Um, th that is my one thing. That's it. I'm also really oh. good at texting with them. It's like, click, 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 click. oh, yeah, I don't know how you do that. But all kidding aside, you're you're a really good typist. Like you you have, I mean, you are. I'm, I'm, um, I think I would have to attribute that to like eight years of piano lessons. I can't play the piano at all, but I have really good form. So okay. um, I just had a kitten sneeze like right by the computer. Did you hear that? I do hear, but I'm I'm keeping a lookout for any potential. There we go. Oh, that looks like a mini jet. Yeah, I have quite a few mini jets running around here. This is this is Jackie. Um, I Jack have uh, kittens um, right now that are um, named after that '70s show. Um, I have uh, Kelso, Hyde, Fez, and Jackie. So um, how many how many cats in the house right now? Um, I don't, I don't think that's appropriate content for our podcast. So I don't need to get like reported. I, I actually am uh, registered with the city as a foster. And that's why I am able to go over the city limit, which is ah. five cats. Um, I have fewer than five cats of my own, but I do have these, these kittens running around as, as fosters. Um, and there are several that are solid black. Oh my gosh, I wish you could see this one. I just, can you uh, see her, her paw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, could we not do that? She just yeah. like popped up, real cute, real cute. <laughs> if anyone is in the market for a fully vetted kitten um, and would provide a good indoor home and agree not to declaw, I'm your person. Just putting that, that plug out there. All right, yeah, Bring a little. out into the universe. We'll PSA there. Oh, so Brett, Brett, uh, your mark. Yes. Yeah. Um, he visited uh, OSU's campus yesterday and he's, he's doing these, um, these little uh, visits um, to every campus um, of, I, I, sh I shouldn't say in the Big 12, um, of the remaining schools in the Big 12. He is going to all of those campuses and then the four incoming um members he's going to those next. So he did four last week, four this week, and then we'll do those those four incoming ones um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so just there at each one for like a day. And it's it's been kind of entertaining to see on Twitter how all of these um, schools are like, 
rolling out the red carpet and they all like give him like a little gift and they like it's almost like you're uh it, it was very comparable what OSU did to um when they have like uh recruits come in on campus and they're like look at all our all our, our facilities we're so happy you're here would you like to get on bullets would you like to take a picture like you know it's it's very much like you know wanting to Im impress him but um I think he uh, came away um, from that, like impressed with with OSU, which is what you want um, from your new commissioner. Um, there was a, a handful of us media people who he talked to for a few minutes at the um, Stillwater Airport, which is um, lovely. If you haven't been to the Still Stillwater Airport, I, I saw your yeah your post, and I wondered why you're at the airport. I didn't know if you're like on a state like to spend time at regional airports um haven't really spent much time at, at the Stillwater airport before i have been to the manhattan kansas regional airport i flew out of there once for some weird reason i can't remember now um but the Stillwater airport is is um not that busy and it has free parking so all in all i would say 10 out of 10 experience um Spent a lot of time there uh, waiting, um, mostly, and that's fine. Waiting, it's totally fine. I'm a very patient person, as you know. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's laughable. Um, but uh, Brett, your work is super impressive. Um, like, like really polished. Says all the right things, but it also seems like really genuine at the same time. Um, definitely seems like he's a good fit for the role that he's in. I think he's really good at at connecting with people quickly and that's not you know always easy um but you know he met a lot of people at osu yesterday and um you know from administration to probably some donors um had lunch with all of the coaches um talked in front of like an all sports staff meeting and you know sat down with mike gundy you know just made the rounds basically um talked with some some athletes um and, you know, based on what Brett Yormark said and what Chad Weiberg said, you know, it sounded like it went really well. You know, I think it's more just like um, getting acquainted with people and, um, you know, he hasn't worked in college sports before. So um, he said other than taking his um, two kids to, um, you know, tour like college campuses, um, he hasn't spent time on college campuses in 25 years. So, um, you know, for him to be on campus, I think that shows that he's invested and, you um, I think that that's just a good thing. So um, he uh, talked to us for a few minutes after that, and um, he said that he would get to Oklahoma and Texas at some point in time, which I think a lot of people kind of were like, oh, that means a lot. And I'm like, I think that just means he's going to get to them later. <laughs> like He's not going to visit them on 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 these tours, because why, why would you spend all day on the campus of a place that you're not going to really be working with them much. They're going to be, you know, they're literally yeah. on their way out the door. So I don't think he's trying, he has limited amount of time and he's spending that time investing in relationships um, with people from the schools who he's going to be working with like indefinitely. So I don't think there's a whole lot to read into there. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's leave, leave it there for this week. Next week, we'll be back on, uh, this is Wednesday, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we'll go with Wednesday. Uh, so Kelly and I will be, will be recording every Wednesday. Uh, next week, we'll do some serious season prognosticating, and we'll get Kelly's thoughts on what, what can we expect uh, from OSU this season. So look forward to that. Kelly, appreciate the time. Anytime, especially on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are a good day. <laughs> All right, noted. Thanks. See you next week.